to Coach's Corner with Paul Ibarra, a place for real talk, nuggets, and motivation to get you rocking. If you like his content, drop him a review and send him an email with any questions at recoverycoach at setfreelife.net. Now, here's your host, Paul Ibarra. What's going on, everybody? It's Pastor Paul, once again, your life recovery coach, and welcome to Coach's Corner. And so I just want to welcome everyone. Thank you so much for coming on to Coach's Corner. Uh, you're taking time out of your day to come and join um, us as we bring some content and bring the word of God. And so you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I would love to connect with you on a personal level. And remember, guys, I am a coach. So if you need a coach, reach out to me for a complimentary session so we can get you rocking. All right. So today's title, um, if I had to title it anything, would be the habits that will bring change to your life. Now we're in 2020, 2019 has gone. We're already halfway into 2020, which is pretty freaking awesome, right? Time goes by fast. No matter if you're 20 years, 20 years old, 25 years old, 45 years old, I myself am 47, but it just seems like the older and older that you get, the quicker time goes by, right? And so we push through life and we uh, try new things and we're up leveling and we're trying new businesses and we're trying new inner circles and we're joining new groups and we're, you know, just doing life, starting families and marriage and um, just everything that comes along with life. Right. And so what happens to the habits that we continue to do that constantly bring negative things into our path? To be honest with you, it's up to us to be able to change those things. Jesus came to save us. Yes. Jesus came to set the captives free. Yes. However, it's our job to work on, and I don't really like to use the word self-improvement, but that's pretty much what it is. All right. But it's a biblical, a spiritual self-improvement of life. Now, self-improvement doesn't make you a Christian. Self-improvement just makes you a better person. Okay, and so we're going to go over a few things today on how to attain better habits and how to keep those habits continuing to flow in your life. But one of the scriptures that I want to talk about today is out of Mark two and verse 18. Now, this scenario here is Jesus has been doing some miracles. He's done some stuff. And now he's in a place where the uh, Jews are fasting. It's a ritual that Jews do. Mark chapter two, verse 18 says, now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting as a ritual. This is out of the Amplified, guys. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting as a ritual. And they came and asked Jesus, why are John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fasting? But your disciples are not doing so. So Jesus said, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. The Amplified says the bridegroom is still with them. And so he asked the questions, can they, as long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast, but the days will come when the bridegroom is forcefully taken away from them and they will fast at that time. Now watch this. This is where I want to land today because we're talking about habits and we're talking about cycles and systems. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to create those habits that are going to be healthy for your life. So verse 21 is very, very powerful. He says, no one sews a patch of unshrunk or new cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old and the and the tear becomes worse. 
part two of this, he says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the fermenting wine will expand and burst the skins. And the wine is lost as well as the wineskins. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. Father, today, I just pray that this word will infiltrate the airwaves. And I just pray that today that this would impact somebody in their life to understand the things that we need to do to break our habits so that we can bring change into our life. In Jesus name. Amen. So as I was reading that this morning and just putting my notes together for our sermon and and now just kind of going over my notes again for this podcast, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to sometimes to relay a message to people who are struggling as myself. You know, my process to get to where I'm at today, and believe me, I am not even close to perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am definitely not close to perfect at all. I'm like 1% of get, being close to per, perfect, right? None of us are perfect. However, through the last years of marriage and life and ministry, you know, it's been a process and it's been a, it's been a tough process. But what I'm getting at is when someone told me 15 years ago that my character needed to be built and God was going to build that character, I had no idea what that even meant. And to be honest with you, it almost threw me back for a minute like, what, I'm not good enough? Like, I just got saved, man, and like, I'm trying to do the best that I can in this thing called Christianity, okay? And so that's a justifiable thought. That's a justifiable thing to really think about as you're going through life, if you're a new Christian or you're somebody who's working on some negative things that are in your life, okay? So it's 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 hard sometimes to relay that message without offending people. Now, I'm not here to not offend people, but I'm not here to offend people as well, right? Because conviction comes by the Holy Spirit. So if it's something that is touching your heart and it's and it's causing you to have a riffle or a ripple in your spirit like, well, geez, like I think I do have to change that stuff, but I don't like being told what to do. I'm here to tell you today that you're in a good place. Okay, the best place to be is under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, because once the once the Holy Spirit comes and it begins to convict you, that means you have no other choice but to get better. You have no other choice but to make the choice of doing things differently so that you can form better habits. All right. So. In life, we have these systems and cycles, right? We have these cycles of life. We have marriage. We have pregnancies. We have, um, you know, life happens. Divorces happen. Death happens. All these things happen in life, okay? And so those things can begin to bog us down. Those things can begin to shape us in a way if we're not careful. And so in those moments, that's when being a Christian It's time for you and I to activate the power that we really, truly have. Now, if you've listened to two or three of my podcasts or at least one of them, you know that I'm all about the identity in Christ Jesus. Okay, and so what Jesus is really saying here, this is just what I'm what I am um, 
hearing from the Holy Spirit, this is my interpretation where he says, no one sews a patch of unshrunk, which is new cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it. The new from the old and the tear becomes worse. I think one of the toughest things when we're trying to change things in our life is getting rid of the old habits and starting new ones because we really don't know where to start, right? And so what Jesus is saying here is that the new thing, the new patch, okay, is a small thing. It's a new thing. It's a, it's a small thing that's going to cover a hole, a tear, a rip, a fray, any of that stuff, right? So it's small. The rest of the garment is huge. So if you could relay that to your life, the huge garment is all the bad habits. The patch is the one or 2% that needs to change in all of those habits. Okay. So once you sew that patch on that, that piece of garment on as a patch and it's new and it hasn't been shrunk yet, you sew that mug on when you start washing that thing, it may hold on for one or two or three washes. But after a while, that new patch that's new material is going to begin to shrink. So in the revelation part of this podcast is this, the bigger thing, which is old habits, familiar spirits, anger, bitterness, rejection, failure, doubt, all of those things is bigger than the little thing that wants to make an improvement that has now shrunk because the bigger thing is more powerful than the small thing. Okay. Point number two, that little thing, sometimes we look at it as our results. Sometimes when we're trying to make changes in our life, okay, we are looking for results, but we're not doing anything to change our identity. What does that mean? Instead of training to be a marathon runner, why don't you become a runner? Instead of the result or the outcome that you're looking for to be buff and this Olympic looking weightlifter, why don't you just become healthy? Now let's tie it into the spiritual. Instead of just getting saved so you get to heaven, why don't you walk out this thing called life as a Christian and really truly diving into everything that God has for you through the process? You follow what I'm saying? There's three levels of habitual change. Number one is the outcome, which is the outer layer, like an onion. Number two is the process the process that is in between. And number three is the deepest part of your change is going to be your identity. Okay. Most people look for the outcome of a goal of a result. Smarter people that really know that it's going to take some work are looking for the identity change. So what does that take to be able to get there? What that means is Continue to stay consistent and reach attainable goals. And I know that we hear that all the time. I know that we're constantly hearing that. We're seeing it. We're reading it in blogs and in posts and all these things, right? But if we do not consistently do things over and over and over and over, Michael Jordan didn't start slam dunking his very first game. 
He didn't start throwing these wicked free throws his first game. It took thousands of times for him to practice, for him to get as good as he got. Because once he did that, everyone knows Michael Jordan by his slam dunks. From there, he began to create shoes. Everyone knows Michael Jordan from Jays, from Jordans, from flights, from all of these shoes and this product that he put out because of the slam dunks, because of the th- the uh, the free throws, right? And so in that, what are people looking at you as your identity because of the things that you do habitually that are consistent, that are positive changes in your life to bring an everlasting result, all right? Point number two in this part of the conversation, if all we're doing is seeking out results, once we reach the goal, then we say, all right, I'm done. And then what happens? We go slowly, we go back to where we came from with the same result we had three months prior. So what am I getting at today, guys? Here's what I'm saying. Change comes by breaking old habits, not just coming up trying to get better results. Because I think sometimes a lot of the things that we go through to get those results, we're really not trying to get the results for ourselves. We're trying to get the results for other people's approval, for other people to say hooray, for other people to continue to cheer us on. And that's fine. I mean, you want to do that? Cool. That's awesome. However, if we are not careful, all we're going to do for the rest of our lives is constantly do things for others benefit. This life is yours. God created you for you. God created you to do things in your, on your terms, right? Now, yes, God is in control. Yes. God saved you. Yes. It is on God's terms and God has the last say. I get that. But what I'm getting at is the things that you do in life ought to be on your terms. If you're struggling with people pleasing, then you've got to change the habits from people pleasing and making someone else happy to taking care of you, having self-care, having those moments of dialogue with God, having a day of rest, being able to do things for you and getting a no in your spirit. You follow what I'm saying? And so that's what I mean by doing things on your terms. It becomes a lifestyle and it becomes a lifestyle that is positive. It's it. It becomes a lifestyle that is biblical. It's a lifestyle that is about you. Okay, now let me break it down this way. When Abraham was around somebody who had bad habits, which was Lot, God spoke to Abraham when Lot separated himself from Abraham. Remember that story when when they both had to choose land because both of their 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 kingdoms, per se, were getting too big for each other's kingdoms. And so Lot was like, look, man, like all, all of our men are all fighting. And so Abraham said, look, I don't, I don't want to fight with you, your family. So whichever way you go, I'll go the opposite way. Right. And so once he left him and they separated, 
is when God spoke to Abraham and said, listen, the promise that I told you is not what you just left. I'm preaching to somebody today. The promise that I told you isn't what you left. So you didn't lose the promise. The promise is what I'm about to show you. I want you to look this way. I want you to look to the north, the east, the south, and the west. And I want you to see everything. Can you count the stars? No. Okay. That's how many descendants you're going to have. That's how many generations are going to come from your loin. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do for you because I'm sending you a son. I'm sending you the promise. I'm sending you the land. And when he starts breaking this stuff down to him, he also says, however, I want you to understand that in the future, some things are going to happen because the people went into exile. The people wanted to be disobedient and all these things going on, right? Maybe that's another podcast. But what I'm getting at is that when God began to speak to him clearly was when he left an old pattern. When he was able to leave that old pattern is when God began to give him clarity and God began to speak to him mightily. You follow what I'm saying? And so I just wanted to break that down for you today. Okay. Once again, this is Mark two verses 18 through 22. And it's talking about the wineskins and the garment and the fasting and how Christ was spending time with his disciples and he was doing things in a new, fresh way. Okay. So I want to break this down for you guys and just help you to understand habits do take work. Habits are something, let me see in my notes here. I had something earlier that I want to share with you. James Clear says it this way, okay? Look him up. He's an author, awesome, awesome author. But his way, and I don't even think he's a believer, but he broke it down saying this, just like this. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. And that's powerful, okay? I'm going to read that again. Habits are the compound interest of of self-improvement. Anyone who knows science or finance knows what a compound is. It continues to grow. It, it, it turns into something else. The more that we continue to change habits and add one habit to another, a good habits, right? Not the bad stuff. Replacing those old habits with new habits, we're going to continue to get better. Our character is going to be a lot more stronger. Our integrity is going to be that much more clear. The things that we do now, people are noticing not the things that we continue to, to try and strive for, but the things that we can stay consistent in. You follow what I'm saying? Because you have to understand this also, that outcome driven goals are only driven by what you want to become an identity driven goal or result is who you want to become. I'm going to say that again, the outcome driven goals and the mindsets are geared towards what you will be, what you will become an identity driven goal is who you will become. You follow what I'm saying? It's got to have the consistency. And so I just wanted to break that down for you guys today. Um, I love doing these podcasts. I love getting these letters out to you guys because I know that this is helping some people. So do me a huge favor. If you have any 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 uh, comments or questions or whatever, give me a shout. Email me at recoverycoach at setfreelife.net. You can reach me at my website, uh, setfreelife.net. You can uh, hook up with me on there to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also go to bit.ly forward slash soul fit comments and you can drop a comment there. 
I'd love to hear back from you. And if you're on iTunes listening to this, you can drop a review right below in the details. And all of this stuff will be there for you. Um, All of this information will be there for you uh, in order for you to connect with me. So I hope that this has blessed you today. Once again, this is Pastor Paul, your life recovery coach. And remember, guys, I am a coach. Okay, reach out to me if you want a complimentary session so that we can get you on a program that will help you learn your identity, get to the next level in your life so that you can be set free. So with that being said, it's Sunday evening, so I'm going to take a few more hours, get some rest, and I think you ought to do the same thing today, even though you're getting this on a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday. Take a break today, guys. God bless you, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.